Anyway, do you yes. want to actually start the thing? We ought to, oughtn't we? Okay, what do you want to do? What do you want to say? Something like hello? It's what we usually start with. It is. It's quite familiar, though. I'm just conscious I've been talking a lot and I've kind of not got you, let you get a chance to get a word in edgeways. No, you go right ahead. Do you want to say hello to the lovely listeners? Hello, lovely listeners. Done that. Then the next line is, welcome around the virtual Welcome around the virtual campfire. Welcome to yet another episode of Frithcast. Episode. Episode. Can't remember. 117. 117. That's 117. I'm impressed. Tonight's episode features, just for a change, my beloved Suzanne, um, who is a heathen. Yes. With a head full of stuff, some of which is useful. Pretty good. I thought so. Yeah. I personally think quite a lot of it's useful, but... I'm going with I'm going with your line. It's fine. I, on the other hand, I'm not Suzanne. Uh, I'm Kate. I'm the the coffee powered druidy witchy thing, and I sort of hang about here and just just kind of get involved in this stuff because otherwise I'd have nothing to do, and I'd have to go for a walk. Um, and it's raining out, so you've pretty much stuck with me at the moment as well. If you can't tell us apart, Kate's taller. Indeed, I'm also the one that talks a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, do you want to do you want to have a go? Hello, lovely listeners. Welcome around the virtual campfire to episode one one seven, and it's a derivative of nine. So settle in, warm your knees. You can fit nine whole into one hundred and seventeen. No, actually, yeah, into one hundred and seventeen. You can fit nine whole Mars bars. Don't no no. Just go with one hundred and seventeen. It's better. Into the fridge, where they will cool down and become delicious and crunchy on the outside, but still beautifully gooey on the inside. And then you can munch nine Mars bars. It's like a reverse Millennium Falcon. Chewy on the outside. and Crunchy on the outside, chewy on the inside, yes. Right. <laughs> reverse Millennium Falcon. Only it would be the same way around, because yeah. Mars bars are... Settle in, warm your knees. Lovely listeners, the you knees. are listening. Warm your knees. <laughs> to a Frithcast. And it's a story time. It is, on account of it being divisible by nine. Divisible by nine. So that tradition we started all the way back in episode nine. We've come round to it again and we kind of were hunting around for a bit of a story to cover. And previously we've covered you know, some out of the myth cycle but we'd like to cover a slightly different one in this story. Granted, we're now a couple of months off our fifth anniversary. Wow. Five years Five you've been years. sat around this virtual campfire with us. Five years you've been tolerating awesome. this nonsense. It's fabulous, <laughs> and we love you for it, your little trash panda darlings. So, <laughs> so we thought, we you know, we've been sat here having a bit of a reflect, and we found a story that also is a little bit reflective and references some of the episodes, that things that we've covered before in previous episodes, some it's, of the stories that we've covered before. It's baffling. Always. It's just baffling. It I've, I've read baffling. it. I've read it, and it's baffling. Yes. Um, so is it as baffling as Bootbeak? No, oh, I, I, I don't. I don't. I, it may well be in certain respects. Um... Are we talking about as baffling as the dune cannon? Chair creaking. Or are we talking about like as baffling as the trek cannon. The trek cannon is perfectly sensible. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> Star Trek. 
is just utterly flawless and without plot holes or contradictions whatsoever. <laughs> the expanded um, the expanded literature, um, as provided by 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 uh, fans and licensed works, only supports the 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 works that are put onto the screen by actors who are wholeheartedly devoted to uh, the cause. Um, <laughs> Star Trek is without fault. Cough, Chicote, cough. Yeah, he's coming back though. I've heard this vicious rumor. Or uh, by this, by by now, he'll probably be back. Yeah. Because he's in the new series, the new uh, animated series, yeah. isn't he? Prodigy. Prodigy. But yes, um, the, to go back to this story a little, we like a good flighting, Suzanne and me. We do. We do. A little bit of a, you know, a little bit of fierce kind of makes our day. Yes, a and bit a, of a to and fro. A, a well-crafted, a slightly underhanded insult. You know, one that is is expertly pitched and what have you is, is a thing of beauty. It is. We like a to and fro. We like a bit of back and forth. We like all the, 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 these sort of... Uh, I'm incoherent. I'm going to try that again. Please do. Um, well, we like flighting stories, basically. We do. Uh, flighting, just in case you've um, you've just joined us or you you haven't heard the term before, a flighting is a uh, battle of wits. Um, essentially, it's a it's a, uh, a where two people will take it in turns to essentially outboast and out insult each other. Yes, and the the insults can be quite. Sometimes they can be quite direct, and sometimes they can be quite underhandedly clever. Mm-hmm. Like look like a compliment, but they're not. Yes. So they remind me very much of Shade. Yep. The skill enamoured uh, and beloved of drag queens, as practiced by by drag queens. Yeah. When they are when they are on form and they will uh, they'll respond to um, hecklers and and the like. Oh God, yes. Um, and uh, and they will they'll deliver some some absolutely cutting bit of witticism. And it, it's a, it's a very similar sort of sort of concept. So you have you have a, a couple of good examples in in the um, the collection of Norse myths and legends. Mm. Um, and one of the ones that we found today is one called. And I'm going to read this. Yes. But I can't make any guarantees. Well, just start start with the title in in English. It's easier. It's called the poem of Harbath in English. It is. I mean, it's called the poem of Harbath. Yes. Not. The poem of Harbath in English. Yes. That wouldn't make any that's, sense. That's a good distinction to make. In tonight's... Today's, this morning's... In tonight's... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, fiasco. No, not fiasco. Yeah, you are looking for the word fiasco. Extravaganza. Fiasco. Fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to be using a translation of this because it's awesome. And it's translated by a guy called Henry Adams Bellows in 1936. Uh, and he very kindly put in some edit, 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 editing notes. He's done some gloriously snarky edits to this, which I am, which provided an extra layer of giggle for yeah. me. Um, he's titled it Harbath Sloth. Yes. With a y. Not just a sloth. No. Which I would be good at and skilled. No. Many, no, no. many men were roasted in the pit of the slaw that day, I can tell you. Yeah, indeed. Mm. Yes. Unexplained sponge migration. Funk. <laughs> is, that, is that the noise they make? Yes. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> do you want me to introduce the, the actual thing? Go ahead. I'm or, just going to sit here and go, bonk. Do you want to do this? That's fine. If you, 
<laughs> just just make sure if you're migrating sponges, they, they don't go more than a foot and a half because they'll they'll bother Doctor Venkman. Everything bothers Doctor. <laughs> True enough. To be fair, this is um, so. This is this is the poem of Harbath, and I, we we can do like a sort of a um, uh, an abstract at the beginning, can't we? And basically just say what. Yeah. Or do we need? Do we? Shall we? Shall we leave the the the, the, the listeners in suspense until we get to, get to the end? Well, to be fair, we usually do. Fair so enough. That's fine. Yeah, we can start this. Our scene opens. Bear enters stage left. <laughs> Nearly in this case, it's Thor. Two trees and a moon overhead. Two trees and a moon. Why? Are the... I'm setting the stage. That's very like good. The whole scene thing, you know. Oh, two You've trees. Two trees. And a moon overhead. Yes. I thought you meant... What did you think I said? Two trees and a moon overhead. overhead. So I was trying to work out how the trees were up there and not... This is something about helping an Uncle Jack off a horse and a comma, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. Don't go there. Okay, <laughs> fine. So Thor has been out. He's been away. He's been on a bit of a journey. Uh, he's been a, a roaming in the lands. And he has been to the east, we are told. Yes. Where apparently he's engaged in, in um, much fracas uh, and uh, uh, what's the thing where you swing stuff at each other? Riot. Riot, yes. I, the word's gone out of my head. Kaylee. She's lovely, but she's not relevant here. No, wrong Kaylee. Oh, the Scottish Kaylee. Yes. Yeah, a bit like that. A bit when That's it gets like late... dancing with cabers, isn't it? Basically, well, when it gets later on and everybody's had a few, then it gets to dancing with cabers more than the few they had beginning at yeah. the beginning. No, um, fighting, yes. Oh, he's been you away. Do you mean a Kaylee? I do mean a... <laughs> he's been away fighting with giants. Bellows tells us this is uh, an episode related by Snorri in the course of which he encountered the giant Scrymir. Now, this one we've heard of before. We have heard this one. This is Scrymere where near a river, Scrymir a river. Didn't, it wasn't Scrymere, the guy with the food bag. Yes. Carried the food bag with and the then hangry. Thor couldn't get into it. Thor got hangry, lamped him in the head like three times with his hammer. And, and missed up, all three times. And, and Now he hit him. Technically. It's just the guy kept waking up and going, did something, did a fly alight upon my head for a moment there? I'm going to go back to sleep and snore. Yeah. Hangry Thor. Indeed. Hangry and then God. they get to the house of a place or a person called Utgarda Loki. Yes. Where Thor and Loki who presumably isn't the same as Utgarda Loki, but maybe... And Thing 1 and Thing 2. And Thing 1 and Thing 2. I remember Thing 1 and Thing 2. And they, they do all sorts of things, like they have to, to, to lift a table, eat an old woman, and and pick up a cat. Oh, no, they pick kind up of. the old woman, eat the cat, and drink the table. Ish. Something like that. Yeah. Anyway, there's a, there's a there's the, the, the world serpent comes along, it's, it's all a mess. But that's basically where he's been. So now he's coming back from that. Yes, but there's no sign of, of Loki or his chariot or Thing 1 or, or thing, thing 1. Or Thing 1 or Thing 2. All we know is, here is Thor, and he arrives at a sound, or a sign, for, for the... Um, that kind of sound? For the, for the well brought up amongst us. Do that again, because I can never... Co- I can't even copy that. Oh, no, all the... All, the, all, the, the, all, the, all Rocky Horror fans. Si- signed. Si- can't do it. No. Si, si. It's it's signed. You you go into the heist and you play play a signed. Because you both look like you're pretty groovy. You both look pretty groovy, that's right. <laughs> or if you want something visual that's not too abysmal. You can watch a sponge migration. We can watch it. 
So Thor gets to a, a sound, by which we mean a sort of an inlet, kind of a uh, where land um, is the, the two two sections of land. It's like a long, deep bay. Um, and Thor arrives at, at, at one sort of side of this, and he wants to get across to the other. And it's a long, long way to go by land. So um, he, because you have to go all the way around, but he spies across the sound, across the, the Brandywine Bridge. On the, the Brandywine Bridge. No. 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 Wrong mythology. Buckleberry Ferry? No. Give me a clue. Nearly. Okay. It is a ferry. It's not the Buckleberry Ferry. And there's a dude. <laughs> there's a dude. With the ferry on the far side of the inlet. Oh, hell. So long as he's not going to pay him in a coin and ask him for transport, that's fine. He's not that guy. Okay. No. I'm just checking. Again, wrong mythology. That's mine. I know. I'm just saying. I get confused. I'm just saying. I don't get confused. <laughs> but I get confused. So here we enter, this, here Thor enters the scene and arrives at the thing and there's the guy across the road. So do you want to do the, the do you, I mean, you could do... You Am I do doing the... Thor or the other one? I'm, I'm, I was just about to ask you that. We should have thought this out in advance, really, shouldn't we? Oh, I don't know. We could do both. No, um, sorry. <laughs> Go on, I can take Thor if you want. You take Thor then. Okay. So, Thor is on his way back, arrives at the fair, Thor calls out. How on earth is he calling out if the inlet, inlet, if the inlet is like fjord size? How is he calling out and getting any kind of conversation going across this water space? It's Thor. And also, sound carries really well over water. I did not expect that. Thank you. There you go. Okay. Who is the fellow yonder on the farther shore of the sound? Or signed. 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 I can't do it. The ferryman, that's me, professional job this, replies, not in answer, but in, qu in further question, replies, what kind of peasant is yon that calls o'er the bay? That's a bit harsh. Can peasant! He not, can he not see? Calling the dude a peasant. Oh, yeah. It's going to get your back up, isn't it? A bit much. It's going to you, gonna prickle your heckles. Hackles. Yeah. Your beard's going to stand right on end. It is. And if he cannot see that I'm a god stood there, then that boy's cheese has slid right off his cracker. <laughs> <laughs> so we've established communications. Hailing frequencies are open. <sighs> okay. Thought oh, tries oh, again. Line. I've got that word again. I can't do it. Ferry me over the sound. I will feed thee therefore in the morning. Oh, that's nice. Isn't it? Yeah. A basket I have on my back and food therein none better. That's because he's nicked it off the giant when he was hungry. Yes, yes. Okay. But he doesn't have to go telling that to everybody. At leisure I ate, ere the house I left, of herrings and porridge. No, he didn't. Okay, oh, fine. I can only so go with plenty what I had. Bellows tells me. So... He didn't eat, like, seven oxen and three tonnes of mead and all the dainties for the ladies. We don't know how long it's taken him to get back. He might have been days coming back. He might have stayed at another house. And eaten all, and their, eaten all their herrings and porridge. And in return, let them eat his goats again. Yeah. And probably got two more thing servants out of it. Lame out of it. Anyway, so the ferryman replies, having been offered plenty of food... He says, of, of thy morning feats, art thou proud? I only ate breakfast. And well, one might be. Yeah. Well, you know, you've, you've, had, a, you've had a good morning. It's a, it's a feat. You've I've got a... up. I've got out of bed. I've eaten breakfast. Yeah, it actually pretty much is. Herrings and porridge. Recognise when my mental health just needs me to be able yeah. to do that in a day. Yeah. Yeah. I recognise... I mean, I probably wouldn't necessarily put herrings and porridge together. No. I am of Scottish descent, and I'm sure... 
they are. I mean, they are a people who eat porridge with salt. So yes, you know. No. But I still, I'm still not sure I'd do that. Anyway, no. so he says. The ferryman says, "Of thy morning feats art thou proud, but of the future thou knowest not wholly." He says, "Doleful thy homecoming is. Thy mother, methinks, is dead." Well, that escalated quickly. Which is a bit of a shit thing to call well, a good the bay morning, to by the way. Yeah, by the way. Boom. Your mum's dead. I mean, that's just that's just a nasty mic drop right there. It, I'm not even sure where that comes from, because 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 then Thor replies. Yeah, but then the ferryman's got to recognise who I am. Presumably. Now hast thou said what to each must seem the mightiest grief that my mother is dead. Now. Yeah. We have a few little notes here from, from good old Bellows who says um, the superscriptions to these speeches are badly confused in the manuscripts. Now, you have to appreciate this is a translator yeah. who has been over this poem and basically come to the conclusion it's chaos. Yes. And he said he, he people have tried translating it before, but it's still a mess. And he basically has no idea what's going on. So he's literally just translated the words and and put stanzas in where he thinks the... They, they probably yeah. belong, but it's all fairly arbitrary. He says himself. So he's referring to the mother as Yord, yes. the earth. Um, uh, so there's, some, there's a note here about a lacuna, but I don't know what that is apart from lacuna coil. See, um, that's where my brain was going as well. Yeah. And somebody's mentioned three good dwellings, uh, well, but I think that's the next nine yeah, down. Yeah, so I'm not bit. sure why he's put that there. Anyway, so the ferryman, ferryman replies, we, we seem to just glide over this thing about your mum being dead. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not even like, oh, yeah, you've had a fine cracking morning, by the way, boom. Yeah. We're not going to talk about it again. Thump. Yeah. You're like, wait, what? So the ferryman says, it calls out to him, bearing in mind this conversation is still going going on across the width of a yeah, fjord Yeah, that's what here. I'm thinking. He says, three good dwellings, methinks, thou hast not. Right? Yeah. Barefoot thou standest, standest, and wearest a, wearest a beggar's dress. Not even hose dost thou have. Donald wears your trousers. Indeed. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's lost them somewhere along the way, is all I can say. Oh, that's, that's so reminiscent of a pair of yellow waders and a woman's passport in the name of Emily Birkenstein, isn't it? <laughs> It's not a good night if you don't get a traffic cone. It is not. So he's basically looking at Thor up and down and saying, I yeah. don't reckon you've got a home. I, You've got no shoes. You've got a tunic on and no trousers. Yeah. Your threads are looking a bit bare, mate. Mate, you're looking like a pleb. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically the gist. Thor, though, ain't having it. No, ignores that as well. Steer thou hither the boat. Yo, son, bring it over here. Yeah. The landing here I shall show thee, because clearly as a ferryman you have no clue you where You don't know where that boat's going. on this side. You're just going to set across into the wild blue yonder and hope for the best. But who's the craft that thou keepest on the shore? Mate, it can't be your boat. Yeah. You can't be the ferryman because you haven't come over here and clearly done your blasted job. So ferryman, ferryman just comes straight back and says, Hildolf is he who bade me have it. A hero wise, his home is at Rathsey's Sound. He bade me no robbers to steer, nor stealers of steeds, but worthy men, and those whom well I do know. Say now thy name, if over the sound thou wilt fare. So basically, this Hildolf's given me a boat, he's told me to look after it, he said, don't take anybody who's a bit of a tow rag. 
people you know, fine. So he's like, well, saying if you if you want me to say say I know you, I've got to know your name. But he's just told me my mother's dead. So how does he know that? Unless that's like you know he's opening Glaswegian greeting. We glid over that. Yeah. And apparently we're not going back to it. So. Okay. All right. All right. All right. My name indeed I shall shall I tell, though in danger I am, because he's basically in enemy territory. Yeah. And he's subject to their laws, not his own, where yeah. he is. And all my race, I am Odin's son, Melly's brother, and Magni's father, the strong one of the gods. With Thor now speech canst thou get, and now I would na- know what name thou hast. So I've just, like, rap-battled mic drop, your turn. Yeah, I'm, who, who are you talking to <clears throat> but mm. Thor the mightiest with the hammer and all that stuff? Ferryman comes back and just says, Harbath am I, and seldom I hide my name. Do you remember that whole scene in Game of Thrones where Jon Snow goes and introduces himself to Daenerys, Breaker of Chains, Keeper of the Great Glass Sea and all of that? Yes, and, she, and it, her, her... Her herald speaks forward and... Rattles her, off all these titles. All of her titles. And then the Onion his, Knights... His herald did, steps This is Jon Snow. This is Jon Snow. Yeah, that's what this reminds me of. It's like... You know, Thor's rattling off all his titles and the other guy's like, you know what? I'm Harbeth and that's all I actually need to tell you because that's all my name needs to say. Yeah. Why shouldst thou hide thy name if quarrel thou hast not? I think we start getting a bit spiky. Yeah. So Thor's basically saying, well, why would you... you you've got nobody you're in, you're in battle. You're in, seldom I hide my name. Yeah, yeah. Why, why would you? You're not fighting with anybody you're not you know are you yeah. it's like one of those latin questions that starts with nonne isn't it and harbath says and though i had a quarrel from such as thou art yet nonetheless my life would i guard unless unless i be doomed to die so that first line's quite it's like thor says well why would why would you hide your name if you've not got a quarrel he's like or even if i did from somebody like you yeah. i still wouldn't hide my name it's like <laughs> Ooh, all right <laughs> Your threat is nothing. <laughs> yeah. Great trouble, methinks. Would it be to come to thee to wade the waters across and wet my middle weakling? Well, shall I pay thy mocking words if across the sound I come? If I have to wade across there, I'm going to give you such a spanking. Bite my shiny metal butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's... Uh, Hammerman's getting... Uh, Getting a bit uh, tetchy at this point, I think. Yeah, a bit. <laughs> Harbath comes back and says, Here shall I stand and await thee here. Thou hast found, since Hrungnir died, no fiercer man. Now, Hrungnir is a reference to uh, a duel. Yes. Which took place. Uh, it's This is this is where um, the guy from Cinema Sins would come in and say, Shame we didn't get to see that story. Ding! Yeah. Um, that story's <laughs> much more interesting than this one. But that is a, that's a, a duel between um, a giant called Hrungnir and Thor outside Asgard. Yeah. Um, Whetstone. Whereby, yeah, they, they essentially exchange missiles. This guy's using a whetstone as his weapon for some reason. Hurls it at Thor. It smashes on Thor's head. Uh, into squillions of pieces and creates all the flint in the world. It's pretty big. Which is a nice little bit of uh, yeah. bit of story there. Uh, and Thor, in exchange, 
throws Mjolnir straight at this guy, who's basically just, like, his head disappears, doesn't it? Disappears in a cloud of feathers, really. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah. Anyway, that's Hrungnir. But uh, Hrungnir was, was pretty pretty fierce up until that moment. Yeah. So. Fain art thou to tell how with Hrungnir I fought the haughty giant whose head of stone was made, and yet I felled him and stretched him before me what Harbath didst thou do the while? Mm-hmm. So it's like, go on then, mate. So again, I did this, I did this heroic thing. And while I was doing that, what, what did were you, you do? doing? Harbath spake. Five full winters with Fjolvar was I, and dwelt in the isle that is Algren called. There could we fight and fell the slain. Much could we seek and maids could master. I can kind of imagine Thor going, oh, actually, that's quite interesting, and leaning in going... How weren't you success with your women? <laughs> Lively women we had. If they wise for us were, wise were the women we had if they kind for us were. For ropes of sand they would seek to wind, and the bottom to dig from the deepest dale. Wiser than all in council I was, and there I slept by the sisters seven, and joy full great did I get from each. What, Thor, didst thou the while? Ooh. <laughs> I mean, as a boast goes, that's pretty good. It's not bad at all, is it? I mean, it's it's obviously this is this is quite a long time ago. I mean, we would ho- hope that um, uh, both gentlemen involved were were a little more um, delicate. Yeah, decorous. well, no, it's just decorous. Yeah, Maybe decorous. Yeah, a little more, a little more with the times. Yeah, you know, than uh, than than this. They're, they're a bit, uh, but 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 yeah, for the time, for the time, it's fine. And I guess. Thor kind of comes back with the only thing he's good at. Thiazi I failed. The giant fierce and hurled the eyes of Anvali's son to the heavens hot above. Of my deeds the mightiest marks are these that all men can see. What, Harbath, didst thou the while? Well, I could tell what he was doing because he was doing it with seven sisters. Well, indeed he was. And getting... I mean, that's going to take some time. That's all and, I'm saying. And getting joyful great from each yeah. of them. Yeah. So this is this is Thiazi, the father of Skadi, Skadi. and apparently son of Alval, Alvaldi. When, as part of the the deal with Skadi, that she wanted her father to be able to see her on her wedding day. Yes. They put her his eyes into the heavens. Yes. Whence he watched. Yes. Harbath replied, "This is a bit of good terminology, I think. Much Lovecraft, I wrought, with them who ride by night." Now, I should point out, this is me, not not Harbath now, but I should point out, he's not talking about H.P. Lovecraft. No, because that, I mean, that could be a whole different kind of <laughs> story right there. It could have been a little bit, yeah. And slowly but have, surely he drew their plans against them. It's a whole different kind of thing. It might have been a bit more expensive on the special effects budget. Uh, he is referring, of course, to the craft of love. So much Lovecraft I wrought with them who ride by night. When I stole them by stealth from their husbands, a giant hard was Hlebath, methinks. I think it means a hard giant, as in somebody who is mighty. Probably. As opposed to a giant hard, which is something possibly completely different. Yes. Um, Although it does says his wand he gave me as a gift, and I stole his wits away. Okay, moving on. Moving very swiftly. Thou didst repay good gifts... With an evil mind. The oak must have what it shaves from another. 
in such things each for himself. What, Thor, didst thou the while? Eastward I fared, of giants I felled their ill-working women who went to the mountain. And large were the giants throng if all were alive, no men would there be in Midgarth more. What, Habath, didst thou the while? Like, mate, I was protecting the planet. What were you doing? Yeah, I was out there making, you know, defeating the enemies of the enemies of mankind. Well, Harbath's not having that. In Valand I was, he said, and wars I raised. Princes I angered and peace brought never. The noble who fall in the fight hath Odin. And Thor hath the race of the thralls. Ow! That's harsh. People who are of good breeding, who fall valiantly in battle, they go to Odin. They go to the hall of Valhalla. Yeah. Whereas the plebs, the proles, the ones that, mm, the great unwashed, let's say, they end up with Thor. I felt that. (laughs) Ow. Unequal gifts of men wouldst thou give to the gods, if might too much thou shouldst have. Thor has might enough, but never a heart. For cowardly fear in a glove wast thou fain to crawl. And there forgot thou wast Thor. Afraid there thou wast, thy fear was such to fart or sneeze, lest Fjallar should hear. Yeah, actually, that was my bad. (laughs) That's on me. There was a whole glove thing, and yeah, okay, that that was. I put my hand up for that one. That was cool. Yeah, that's that's fair. Well, that's probably why Thor doesn't come back with a, a witty a witty yeah, retort at like, this point. Yeah, okay, that one was true. Instead, he replies, "Thou womanish Harbath." Is that the best insult he's got? Apparently, seems I mean, to that be. That's pretty pants, to be honest. It seems to be. I've seen some of like you know. You've got people like under deep minded in that womanish description yeah. and and you know, Freydis and Yes, but some bear in mind fierce, fierce women you do not want to be messing with. It was as weak an insult back then as it would have been now. <sighs> Thou womanish Harbath, to hell I would smite thee straight could mine arm reach over the sound. Yeah. If I could reach you I would hurt you. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> now what? What he's referring to when he says to hell, I don't know. Bear in mind that, you know, something might have been lost in translation. Mm-hmm. But that's basically the idea. Is that he wants to, 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 to express the fact that if he could get across there, he'd give this guy such a trouncing. Yeah. But, but he can't. just can't <laughs> and doesn't. And he's kind of looking a little bit sort of like all he's got is wind at the moment. And yeah. that's it. So Harbath bellows back to him, saying, Wherefore reach over the, over the sound, since strife we have none? Wherefore, if... Is, is, is usually... It means why. Yeah. As in, wherefore art thou, Romeo? It means why are you, Romeo? When you could have been somebody else and we could have... Yeah. Yeah. Not killed all these people and... Wherefore art cats? Wherefore art cats? Mm. Yes. Wherefore... <laughs> So wherefore reach thou over the sound, since strife we have none? What, Thor, didst thou do then? You can't reach me. 
<laughs> well, you've got no reason to. You've got no reason to reach o- reach over here and slap me, silly. So just tell yeah. me what you did after. So the... what happened after that? Eastward I was, and the river I guarded well, where the sons of Svarang sought me there. Stones did they hurl, small joy did they have of winning. Before me there to ask for peace did they fare. What Harbath didst thou the while? Eastward I was, and spake with a certain one. I played with the linen-white maid, and met her by stealth. I gladdened the gold-decked one, and she granted me joy. I'm seeing a theme here. This guy has a one-track mind, doesn't he? He does. He's just... Thor's all about, I'm, I'm doing the fighting and the gianting yeah, and, and the, the defending people and the hurling stones and the, at me and yeah, such. Yeah, and all of that. I'm and Harbath's just and bruised yeah, but, and beaten. Mate, women. Yeah. <laughs> There's a bit of a value dissonance here. Just I think. a little bit. Full fair was thy woman finding. <laughs> Good on you, mate. With a hyphen. Yeah. Thy, thy woman finding, thy finding of women. Yes. <laughs> Well, you've just had another one, and there were seven sisters before that, and I'm kind of losing track here, and... Ah! There's a bit of an exchange here. Yeah. Um, it, um... I don't know what that means. No. Um, it, it, apparently, it means it's an equivalent to our backbiter. Uh, but it's not... Apparently, according to Bellows, it's not found in Old Norse, so... You'll know it when we get to it. Yeah. Harbath spoke, Thy help did I need, then, Thor, to hold the white maid fast... I don't like Harbath. I'm not fond of him. <laughs> and then he says, Gladly had I been there, my help to thee had been given. I was like, hang on a minute. Not fond of Thor either. He's just like, <laughs> he's been insulting you for 10 minutes and you're saying, Mal, I'll give you a hand, I will be your wingman? Yeah. No. I might have trusted thee then, didst thou not betray thy troth? No heel biter am I, in truth, like an old leather shoe in spring. I <laughs> Thor is tripping here there is. because he's sounding like it should mean something, but I don't get it. <clears throat> what, Thor, because he's Harbath's back on it now. Oh, what, good. Thor, didst thou the while? Which is kind of unfair because that was like mostly a conversation between the two of them anyway. But carry well, on. Actually, they're coming down on a level and not insulting each other yeah. anymore. And he just says, In Hlesi the brides of the berserkers slew I. Most evil they were and all they betrayed. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So then Harbath's got an, got an in there. So he can go, Shame didst thou win that women thou slewest for. She wolves they were like. And women but little. My ship which well I had trimmed did they shake. With clubs of iron that they threatened and Thialfi they drove off. What, Harbath, didst thou the while? And I'm just reminded of the exchange in Robin, Prince of Thieves, where they go, we were set upon by six, ten, twenty, 20 big, large, big huge men. lads. <laughs> Harbath spake. In the host I was that hither fared, the banners to raise and the spear to redden. Wilt thou now say that hatred thou soughtest to bring us? A ring for thy hand shall make all right for thee, as the judge decides... Who sets us two at peace? Where foundest thou so foul and scornful a speech? More foul a speech I never before have heard. So either he's saying, mate, your insults are on point, or God damn that sharp. It's something along those lines, but it's like, I, I don't know, because I've heard some pretty foul speech in my time. Mm. I've, I've spoke some 
spoken some pretty foul speech in my time. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to give the impression that I'm not just relentlessly lovely all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Harbath said, I learned it from men, the men so old who dwell in the hills of home. The she. Always learned it from the really old guys who were just like so old that they really don't mind who they cheese off anymore because it doesn't matter. Yeah, it could be. A name full good to heaps of stones thou givest when thou callest them the hills of home. Of such things speak I so. Hmm. Ill for thee comes thy keenness of tongue if the water I choose to wade. He's on it again. He's he? on it again. He's he definitely... Is. I could come over there. Louder I ween than a wolf thou criest if a blow of my hammer thou hast. If I could reach you, I would hurt you part two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is there some reason he can't just lob Mjolnir across the water? I don't know. I mean, I've seen the Avengers. I know what he can do. Yeah. And yet... So Harbath decides he's going to bring the big guns now. And he says to Thor, bearing in mind, I remind you, this conversation is occurring across a fjord. Yeah. But I imagine still he kind of looks him a bit like narrow. You know, he kind of looks him a bit of a, a bit of a sly look to him, you know, and lowers his voice a little and says, Sif has a lover at home and him thou shouldst meet. More fitting it were on him to put forth thy strength. Ow. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you that's could... harsh. Thor's yeah. not lending any, landing any personalised insults on this guy because he's no clue who this guy is. Yeah. But this guy's coming back with all the big ones of, oh, by the way... Your mum's dead. Your wife's... Your wife's in flagrante. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you could come over and thrash the pants off me, but wouldn't it make more sense for you to go home and... Do it to the guy who's taking your wife's attentions. Yes. Yes. Well put. Thank you. Thy tongue still makes thee say what seems most ill to me. Well, do duh. That's the point, isn't it? Ah, I felt that. <laughs> thou witless man, thou liest, I ween. I'm really hoping you are. Yeah. But he's not having it. No. Truth do I speak, but slow on thy thy way thou art. Slow on the uptake, mate. Far hadst thou gone if now in the boat thou hadst fared. That's like when they get to when it gets to the end of the is, is it the airplane films, or one of the know. airplane films where it goes all the way down the credits at the end of the film, and then at the very very bottom it just says, "If you'd left the theatre when these credits began, you'd be home by now." Oh. <laughs> and here we go again with that womanish harbath. It's like how how is this how? Well, it's. It was a thing then. Misogyny was a popular yeah. pastime in those times. Here hast thou held me too long. Or misogyny was a popular translator's pastime. Yeah, possibly so. There is much in what you say. Yeah. Harbath returns. I thought not ever that Asathor would be hindered by a ferryman thus from faring. So, huh, the mighty Thor. Stuck on the other side. Stuck, on the, stuck other on the other side. Yelling at me. Whinging about how he can't be on his way because some little ferryman won't let him past. Ow. One counsel I bring thee now. Row hither thy boat, no more of scoffing. Set Magni's father across. From the sound go hence. 
The passage thou hast not. After all that? Yeah. What? Yeah, no, the guy the guy thinks this god hasn't impressed him, so he's he's like, no, off you go. I'm not taking you across. And besides, he probably knows that if he did take him across, he'd get hammered. Well, yeah. And not in a good way. No. The way now <clears throat> show me, since thou takest me not o'er the water. As in, I've got no clue how to go by land, mate. You're going to have to give me a hand. Yeah, like, this is this is not going to end well, is it? To refuse it is little, to fare it is long. A while to the stock and a while to the stone. Then the road to thy left, till Verland thou reachest. And there shall Fjorgin her son Thor find, and the road of her children she shows him to Odin's realm. May I come so far in a day? With toil and trouble perchance, while the sun still shines. Or so I think. Short now shall be our speech. I'm getting pissed off. <laughs> For thou speakest in mockery only. Yeah, he's a bit slow on the uptake. He's only just figured out this yep. guy's been insulting him for the past 15 minutes. Yeah. The passage thou gavest me not, I shall pay thee if ever we meet. And Harbath spake, Get hence where every evil thing shall have thee. Which actually is probably quite a nice thing for Thor, to be honest. It's a bit of um. I mean, it's kind of like... Yay! Lots of evil things to hammer. Let's do it, you yeah, know. We can do that. And he's cheesed because the ferryman, you know, all he could have said was, may you have a really boring trip home, and that would have been really cutting. Yeah. I just, I, so, essentially, that's that's really Thor, all Thor can do, is just basically go heading off around the, around the thing. And I'm sorry, I would be making a detour. Uh, and going round the sound, sorry, round the sound. <sighs> Still can't do that. <laughs> Cannot do it. <laughs> Come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. <laughs> I can't! Any ferryman won't bring me across the sand. <laughs> there you go! Ah, yes! So Thor obviously has to go on his way. I'd be going all the way round and going and meeting this ferryman on the other side and going, right, I have a few scores to settle with you, pal. Pally. Have some words. Have some words. Most of them are mjol and near. You harshed my mellow. Indeed. Mm. But it, it, it does not relate what then happens to the ferryman. Um, no. But we have a uh, some speculation from later commentators that the ferryman may not have been just a simple mortal. No. And that, in fact, the absence of Loki on the uh, this bit of the return trip is relevant here because some, some have suggested that the ferryman was Loki. Yes. They have, which, to be fair, yeah, because that little dig about Sif, that would make a lot of sense. That, that's, yeah, yeah, it's it's consistent with his previous offences. <laughs> offences, yes. But some have also suggested that the ferryman was, in fact, Odin himself. Yes, which would kind of be consistent with thy mother is dead. Y yes. Yeah. 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 Whether or not it's um, uh, either either takes your fancy, I suppose it's really just. I suppose it's really just down to the viewer, isn't it? Listener, reader, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's kind of a, a sort of a flighting, but not a flighting, because Thor is just completely. Like he doesn't get Trounced. one good insult in, across the whole lot. But is it still a flighting if one of the participants is is completely outclassed I, yeah well 
Yes. Or is it half a flighting? It's like half a flighting. <laughs> it's like half a war and half a king and half a flighting. It's. Uh, Can you have a fight if one of the participants can't land a blow? Is it still a fight? Well, not a very satisfying one. Unless you're the, supporting the person who's winning. Yeah. And even then it's not a very satisfying <laughs> one. <laughs> they did not love me because I, I killed quickly. Oh no, I was not. I was not uh, something because I killed quickly. Popular I was because I popular killed. because the crowd loved me. Yeah, make the crowd love you, and you will win. You will win your freedom. freedom. Lovely listeners, we're going to leave you with the poem of Harbard because it's a very strange flighting, and it kind of runs in the same vein as as like Thor in a wedding dress. It's like this deliberate opposite of who he is, this hyper-masculine fertility figure. Yep. And in this, he's not so much fertility as impotence. <coughs> he's... He, he doesn't land one good insult. He can't make a mortal ferryman do what he wants. And he can't, and he can't uh, wreak violence. No. Which are normally... The, the, the things that he's 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 sort of noted for in his in his stories and he can't do any of it and he's just... he is completely disempowered yeah and so it's like yeah why does a story like this get recorded and mm. what did they they think to tell us of thor in this by keeping this story and and copying it into the the codices what were they telling us about this god and it doesn't even have um i mean it, it it says that this this instance occurs just after the 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 visit to utgard the lucky yes where again thor is on the surface has failed on the surface he's failed mm. but of course the end of that story spoilers if you've not heard it um the end of <laughs> spoiler sweetie um spoiler sweetie for a story that's a thousand years old <laughs> <laughs> where he apparently fails, though makes valiant effort to fulfil the challenges set before him, he fails to quite complete each one, mm. which makes us think, oh, he's, you know, obviously the, the, the narrative is of Thor's failed and, and that's, that's, that reflects badly on him. But of course, at the end, as they're being ushered out of the, uh, the, 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 the hall... Yeah, uh, which is which you know you can imagine the, the the sort of the people behind the cloaking spells rapidly trying to reconfigure things so that it can disappear again. Rotate shield harmonics. Yeah, yeah. And the ruler of the hall explains to Thor on the way out that in actual fact he had been attempting to drink the ocean. Yes. He had been attempting to wrestle old age. Yeah. And he had been attempting to lift the uh, the world serpent. Yes. So his failure was pretty much assured, but the fact that he did as well as he did yeah. terrified the owner of the hall. Yes. Um, so you have what is superficially a story of Thor failing, but at the end we see that it's actually a demonstration of just how powerful he is. Yet this doesn't seem to have any... Kind of, I mean, this is literally a kind just of a second act or a <clears throat> rejoiner or a... Yeah. And Thor then went on his way. It feels like a fragment of... A full story. It's either fragmentary or it is literally just a, a story about how Thor utterly failed and utterly, yeah. you know, was 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 sort of found utterly wanting. Um, and it literally just finishes with Harbaugh telling him to sling his hook. Well, yes. 
With no consequences. With no consequences. You're like, wait. <laughs> so, lovely listeners, we're going to leave you with that slightly disturbing image of no consequences <laughs> for today's story time. Just Thank remember, you. you are not a god. No. <laughs> do not go into with the whole, do not lean into the whole no consequences thing. Bad, <laughs> bad idea, bad. Although. Yeah. Ray, mm-hmm. if someone asks you if you're a god, you say. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Lovely listeners, thank you very much for joining us today around the virtual campfire. We have very much enjoyed your company and we look forward to seeing you around the virtual campfire again for episode 118. If you would like to come and find us online, you can join us way before that comes out, which is awesome. Yay! You can find me. I'm Suzanne Martin. I'm on Facebook under that name. Or I'm on Twitter at Geetha in Jeans. And if you want to find me, I can be found on Facebook under Kate Coldwind. Um, and if you're um, wanting to come and join us in our Discord server, which is uh, where we keep our virtual campfire when it's not sort of uh, being podcasted. Yeah. You can come and join us there via our Facebook page. If you uh, go, go on Facebook to Frithcast Pod. Um, and you'll find links to uh, the group and to our Discord server there. Yeah, you're welcome to come on in, hang out around the virtual campfire, talk uh, with other lovely listeners from around the world and us as well. We do pop in on occasion and sit and have a cuppa, share a joke or two, have a bit of conversation. Uh, just as one final thing, if you want to have a look over the um, text of the story that uh, we've been reading from, um, you can find that at www.sacred-texts.com. They have a number of translations and uh, transcriptions of um, uh, important uh, texts from religious faiths and philosophies and legendaria. And uh, you'll find this one listed under the, um, uh, the, 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 the Norse myth cycle. Yeah, as always, we will throw some links into the description if you want to bounce around and have a look at things for yourself. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.